Thanks for listening to this episode of Screen Facts with Jason Davis, your movie trivia and discussion podcast. Please like the Facebook page and leave your comments or questions at facebook.com slash screenfacts. You can also tweet me at Jason Davis Voice or email screenfacts at yahoo.com if you have anything you would like to add. Please rate, comment, and subscribe on iTunes to automatically get new episodes every Wednesday. Well, joining me in the studio, we are actually recording this podcast before the release of the new Netflix movie. My good pal Eric Wrights and I are now going to discuss a classic 80s movie, Pee-wee's Big Big Adventure. Adventure. Woo! (laughs) It was weird because I saw this when it first came out, Mm -hmm. like twice in a row because it came out during the summer. Okay. So I saw it with my high school friends, and then when I went back to school, I saw it with the college friends. And you know, before that, we would watch it on TV. It, it gave us a reason in you know the fraternity hall to wake up on a Saturday morning okay. and try to recover from the night before. So was the TV show before the movie? That's how I'm remembering it. I mean, I could be wrong. But there was also the HBO special. I remember seeing Pee-wee's Big Adventure in the theaters uh, as well. I wasn't really a Pee-wee fan, per se, in terms mm-hmm. of like the show. I definitely remember seeing him in, I believe it was Cheech and Chong's Nice Dreams. Okay. And it was something like a ham- hamburger or something like that. <laughs> I, can't re- I can't remember what it was, because I, I haven't seen that movie in so long. And I don't know if it was the Pee-wee character or if it was just kind of a variation right. on it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this, it's amazing to me how popular this character became. It's well, unbelievable. It's, it's a completely unique character. There's nothing else like that's Pee true, Wee actually. Herman. I mean, just the name Pee Wee Herman sounds like, well, that's been around since like the 40s, hasn't it? I, I but get, that's what it said. That's what, that's you what it think. sounds like, yeah. You know, it's like Definitely. it's been around for decades and then here's 1985 and there's a movie out and look at that weird guy <laughs> doing it and the amazing thing is i don't know if you've seen any of like the trailers or anything for the new movie that's coming out on netflix he looks exactly the same he's he's in his 60s now and he still <gasps> pulls off the look the really suit. yeah it's amazing wow yeah. he must have a lot of pancake makeup on. oh though. big time I even mean, back then i think he did too you know 30 years ago right so yeah he was in so, his 30s yeah it's amazing he looked very young <laughs> he did It's really funny. Yeah, so we're recording this before the Netflix movie is released. By the time you're listening to this, the Netflix movie is available to stream. So unfortunately, we can't give our two cents about Pee-wee's Big Holiday, I think it's called. Oh, really? But we're definitely going to give you more than our two cents about Pee-wee's Big Adventure. So definitely. Released August 9th, 1985, the first feature film directed by Tim Burton. Mm -hmm. The movie was written by, and and this was interesting, I didn't realize this, was written by Phil Hartman, Paul Rubens, and Michael Varhall. I had no idea that Phil Hartman was one of the writers. I know that he was on the show. Right. Playhouse. Yeah. And um, well, they had been in some comedy troupe together. The Groundlings. Yeah. Right. I never knew anything about Phil Hartman when the movie came out because mm-hmm. he has such a small bit part. Right. In the movie. Yeah. In the movie. In the has movie. A, just a brief cameo. Yeah. yeah. So really, until I just watched it recently, didn't realize that. Wait, really? Phil Hartman was in it? And then yeah. when I saw it, I was like, wow, all right. Yeah, it's the news reporter toward mm. the end at the drive-in. Yeah. The Groundlings, they're a pretty well-known improv troupe mm-hmm. that a lot of people that have been on SNL right. uh, have come from there, too. So when you talk about talent, Phil Hartman was amazing. Oh, he, he was, was hilarious. Incredible. And the voices he could do. I mean, mm-hmm. and he did so many things. You know, the Simpsons. Mm-hmm. And I just, uh, yeah, really, really miss him. Yeah. A major tragedy when he was taken from us. Yeah. 
So the movie, of course, stars Paul Rubens as Pee Wee Herman, Elizabeth Daly as Dottie, Mark Holton as Francis. <laughs> Francis? Francis. <laughs> Elizabeth Daly was also in another movie that we've talked about on the podcast, episode mm-hmm. six. Sue and I talked about Better Off Dead. And she's uh-huh. in that movie. She plays the singer that sings at the school dance. Okay. And she went on to be the voice of Tommy Pickles and mm-hmm. some of the other characters on the Rugrats TV show. Yeah. And have you ever, I think it was right after Pee Wee came out, she put out an album. Actually, and I think she's got three or four. Okay. I think the first one was called Wild Child. Okay. I've never heard any of her stuff, though. Well, in the movie, she's absolutely adorable. Mm-hmm. I mean, and she's playing kind of like this innocent <laughs> love <not>. interest. <laughs> well, the whole movie and Pee Wee is a whole dichotomy of childhood stuff and adult. I mean, Pee Wee right. is the quintessential man child right and you know we and we'll talk about that yeah Yeah. literally but she was playing such a sweet character but she had this sexy raspy voice Mm -hmm. and you know when she does like the kind of cute little giggles and stuff you're Mm -hmm. just like oh (laughs) man you know yeah she's very likable no doubt about it but i did hear a little bit of her Wild Child album, because okay. some guy in the fraternity hall got it, and what, we were like, oh, let's listen. What kind of music? It was very poppy, Okay, trying to be kind of rock and edgy, kind of. Mm, it just okay. didn't. But the album cover was pretty nice. <laughs> okay. She's all 80s up with the big hair, and she's wearing some kind of black tight leather thing so but yeah really liked her <laughs> nice <laughs> so an estimated budget of six million dollars domestic gross just under 41 million dollars so you know for considering that it's a, an untested director yeah it's peewee herman i mean you know who would have thought this would would be such kind of a hit and then of course the cult status after mm-hmm. it was in the theaters on cable right. and video and stuff forget it well we huge. just went to see it as not not a goof but just the real curiosities like how the heck is he going to turn this short show into a full-length movie you know is this going to be a total car wreck i mean we were kind of <laughs> expecting it to be a car wreck yeah and thankfully it didn't turn out it was it a turned out it was no. quite fun <laughs> now with tim burton one of the things i read was that he was an animator at okay. disney oh wow okay he worked at disney and he ended up doing a couple shorts and you know tim burton his style has been that way his whole life. Yeah. You know, despite him apparently having a, a very nice suburban childhood, <laughs> he, you know, drew things, you know, this very macabre kind of mm-hmm. emo style. And speaking of style, let's talk about Pee Wee's house. Yeah, yeah, let's start there. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, the opening sequence of the movie where he's having the dream and then he wakes up in the house, who the hell wouldn't want to live in that house? Well, th- what an amazing place Well, that that's is. it. So many of us as boys, we have these childhood dreams mm-hmm. about certain things, like the idea of something's going to make my breakfast. And he's got this crazy Rube Goldberg set up. Amazing. He's got that. So as a man, he brought that childhood idea to fruition. Who likes to make the bed? Well, he doesn't. He wakes up, he flicks the covers, and it rolls up. Like a shade, a window shade. Like a window awesome. shade. It's like that brilliant, absolutely mm-hmm. brilliant. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, I like talking about continuity. And, you know, you can look at the Rube Goldberg and say, oh, well, who really made the pancake batter that poured out? And I don't think it serves anybody mm-hmm. well to analyze a Pee Wee Herman movie. No, no, <laughs> I mean, definitely not. But this is this is a perfect example of a movie that you just take off your thinking cap. Right. And just enjoy the ride because it's just fun. Yeah. You know, what else in the house? Well, 
Oh, uh, okay. Speck. Well, Speck. All right, we'll adorable. get to Speck. We'll He's get to the Speck. cutest thing. Yeah, that's the, an amazing little dog. Well, look at how does he get dressed? Oh, like the bat pole. He jumps on the pole, right. Yeah. And that's the other thing with this movie. There's yeah. there's homage to so many other mm-hmm. movie types and genres and TV shows that, yep. you know, as we're talking, we'll point them out oh, to. Oh, I'm sure. I'm but sure. he slides down the pole and now yep. he's dressed. Right. Now he's dressed <laughs> as a man because he's wearing a suit. Right. And he's got a tie. Right. But he's still a child because it doesn't fit him right. right. <laughs> it's a bright red tie, which is wonderful. And, you know, according to Doctor Who... Bow ties are cool. Okay. And they are. I, I love don't, bow I don't ties. Have, I don't have a feeling one way or the other about bow ties. Well, bow ties are cool. Bow ties look very cool with a tuxedo. Yeah. Outside of that, I'm not sure. And then, well, the way he does his hair. Okay. Okay, yeah. Like he's got that goofy front swoop. Yeah. Well, he was just ahead of his time because- Yeah, well, now it's like everybody does that. Yeah. <laughs> it's All true. These, yeah, young guys like I work with, yeah. they have this swoop. Yeah. I think it looks ridiculous. Yeah. But yep. on Pee Wee, it worked. And look, he was like 30 years ahead of his time. Yep. Who knew? <laughs> we talked about Speck, the Mr. T cereal, which was a real thing. Was real. That's, That's how right. big Mr. T was in the mid 80s. I pity the fool. I don't eat my cereal. <laughs> So funny, and that's and and even like the whole thing. You get the eggs, you got the pancakes, you got the bacon, mm-hmm. and then you know he's talking to the breakfast. He's talking, "Morning, Mister Breakfast." Yeah, <laughs> morning, Perry, with the bacon yeah, lips yeah. on it. But then, who pours cereal? On pancakes? Uh, he's a child. I really liked his bathroom because mm-hmm. the window. You look out the window. And the you're first like, oh. time you see the movie, you don't realize you don't catch it, it. Yeah, at first you're like, "Oh, isn't that cool little view?" Right, and then the fish, and then the goldfish goes <laughs> great. And then he pulls out his big old toothbrush, mm-hmm. which is too big to fit in his mouth. Right. So he's only brushing the front of his front teeth. Right. <laughs> so is the rest of his mouth a sewer? I guess so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, you know, visually, there's so many great gags in the movie. Oh, I yeah. mean, we could be here all day like, oh, yeah. if we tried to talk about every single oh, one. Sure. The giant thumb when he's oh, yeah. you know, hitchhiking. The, te- the Texas sign? And oh, the Texas sign the was Texas an issue. Sign, there was actually something that I read about the Texas sign. We'll, we'll yes. get to that. I don't want to get to jump <laughs> far ahead. Before let's let's talk also about Danny Elfman's score. How great oh, it is! Oh yeah. How well the score serves the movie. I mean, mm-hmm. at the time, Danny Elfman was not a film guy. I mean, he right, was he right. was the lead singer and songwriter from Oingo Boingo, right. which was like a kind of a weird new waveish group. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think he was like really classically trained no. as a musician. No, in fact, he had no formal music training, so which he's, is very interesting. So he's pretty scared, I imagine, being asked yeah. to do the score for a feature-length film. And... Yeah, I mean, it turns out that that Tim Burton and Paul Rubens brought him on to score the film because Burton saw him in in concert with Oingo Boingo. Okay, he was struck by his work in the group. Yeah. And then, because he doesn't have any formal music training, he goes to the guitar player from the band, Steve mm-hmm. Bartek, mm-hmm. and says, hey, can you help me out a little bit? Yeah. And he does. And the music fits perfectly. Oh, it's amazing. And it's, it's different amazing. because like, when there's some of the more dark scenes, the music goes along with it. But there's yeah. always kind of this carnival atmosphere. And that's Absolutely. the whole Pee-wee's Playhouse yep. is kind of like a carnival. He's gone on to score like a million other things since oh, this, yeah. obviously, including pretty much every Tim Burton movie. So, I mean, you know, he's, he's done a lot of stuff. Including he's done Batman? Yeah, he did Batman. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. But, I mean, he's he's worked outside of the Tim Burton universe, too. So okay. here's a guy who had no formal training, yeah, probably yeah. never thought in a million years that he would score movies someday. Yeah. And now that's his life. That's pretty cool. So, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty amazing, yeah, you know. Yeah. Okay, with this bike. 
I loved my bike growing up. Who did? Okay, I had a special place in the garage where Mm -hmm. I kept my bike, but it was not under you know a lock and key and all that he had. Pee Wee yeah. had that special. Oh, he had the whole James Bond set yeah. up, you know. And it was behind a bush, and the bush opens up, and there's the that's bike. Great. Now, the thing is, that's if you another, look... That's another uh, homage to Batman. That's another Bat Batman, totally. Yeah, totally. And But if you look very closely, mm-hmm. you can see somebody's foot next to the bike. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I and they that. quick move it out. Yeah. Oh, how funny. Yeah, I had to go back and look at that after I saw... Yeah, there's, there's other things like that in the movie, too. Um, the scene where he's driving Mickey's car later on in the movie okay. at night. Mm-hmm. And they're on the highway, and it's dark, and you see the signs, <laughs> the, signs. the signs, the signs going by. Right, you can actually right. see the signs being pulled into, like through the yeah. frame. Yeah, you can on, see like, a, a track system. on the yeah. bio. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which is very funny. And the, but again, who cares? Again, you know, low budget. Right. First time director. Mm-hmm. You know, they probably either didn't think about things like that, or they right. didn't care. It was just because yeah. because they figured people are probably going, "What the fuck is this movie anyway?" Well, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I know? mean, there's crap like that, like the like the chase scene. Yeah. No, that's later in the movie. But yeah. oh, again, we're we're gonna definitely this... talk about like oh, yeah. on the lot in the studio lot. Oh my it's gosh. amazing. There's a scene. whole another thing with you know the rope or something gets pulled around Santa's sleigh and it's getting pulled away. Yeah. On the antlers of the reindeer. Right. But then a later shot, it's wrapped around a bar that's across. Oh, yeah. There's, there's always but continuity. But that's because it just like has that. to work. Yeah. One of the other things I read that I thought was kind of cool about the bike, approximately 10 to 12 bicycles were built for the movie by a place called Pedal Pusher Bike Shop in mm-hmm. Newport Beach, California. And they were a shop that specialized in vintage and classic bicycles and parts. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. They were offered $10,000 and no screen credit or screen credit only. Hmm. They chose the money. Really, I I'm, I'm shocked I by that. Gone. I, I they must have been really little and needed the cash. But you would think, That's well, like but nothing. We can say that because we know the movie's a hit. But here's the thing: if you're offered something that you know people are going to see, I mean, I don't know. It, well, it you seem, hope. It seems like ten thousand dollars is not a lot compared to the exposure that your your shop is going to get. Yeah, but if you're the bike shop owner yeah. and you're talking to this guy that looks like Pee Wee Herman, he's like, "Yeah, I'm going to be making this movie." And uh, <laughs> I'm sure that he wasn't. Like, I'm sure that he wasn't. I'm taking the ten grand. I'm, I'm sure it wasn't Paul arrive. Rubens that uh, that pitched the, the bike <laughs> shop. But, and if he, and if it was, I'm sure he wasn't in character. At the time. <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be funny. <laughs> I need a really cool bike. <laughs> Well, last year, I read last year on the 30th anniversary, one of the bikes, or I don't know if it's the only last remaining bike. There's actually still one of these bikes out there somewhere? It sold for $36,600. Wow. Again, what the fuck are people doing (laughs) for a living? But you know what? That's the thing. Movie memorabilia is a huge business. There was a show on, I think, sci-fi for a Mm -hmm. while that may or may not still exist called Hollywood Treasure, which was all about like these auctions where people buy a Planet of the Apes head or or (laughs) Pee-wee's bike (laughs) or or whatever. And and they spend thousands or millions of dollars on this stuff. It's amazing. If you were the world's biggest Pee-wee Herman fan and you had an opportunity to buy one of the bikes that was used in this movie, yeah. like, that would be a big deal to you. Well, I guess that could be someone who wants to buy the Batmobile. Yeah, exactly. Same kind of thing. People have done that too. So there's a lot of great cameos in the movie too. Mm-hmm. Jan Hooks yeah, as, she, the, as the tour guide at the Alamo. She's hilarious. And I read that she improved the whole thing. That's amazing. I can't believe it. I mean, some of that had to be scripted. <laughs> You know, I you're watching it definitely when well she, she's got the persona right. you know just 
out oh, yeah, there. With she's the, good, the with big fake smile, the chewing, the chewing gum. The gum. And at the end of the True. tour, she's like, I all really mean this. You're the best group I've ever had. <laughs> like, really? So uh, in addition to Jan Hooks, Cassandra Peterson, better known as Elvira, yeah. who, who, by the way, can be seen in the window of the magic shop as Elvira on a poster. Yep. She comes up later in the movie as the biker mama. Biker mama. Yeah, and I didn't. I never realized that was that was her. I had no idea that was her. Yeah, until I read without up on the this. big black yeah. hair. Yeah, totally out of stuff. the character. Yeah. yeah. Of course, when the uh, they go through the Warner Brothers studio lot mm-hmm. with all of the mayhem that happens there. Mm-hmm. Okay, first you got Milton Burl at the gate. Milton Burl. Fantastic. Telling the joke. Right. <laughs> and Pee Wee just sneaks right in. Yeah, he just sneaks right in. Right. Really? Yeah. Again, now in the 2016s, oh, who's yeah. checking IDs? Oh, yeah, now, who's now looking forget for gunshot it. residue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, none of that's out. Especially a guy who looks like Pee Wee. You're just going to like let him go walking in. Different world. Yeah, oh, that's totally, what I'm saying. Totally. Different world. Pee Wee rides his bike in the middle of a, a music video shoot for Twisted Sister. Twisted Sister. I love D. Snyder. I'm a huge D. Snyder fan. Well, I really like him because he's very intelligent. Yes. And you know? he, he was one of the few rock stars who stood up to the people who wanted to censor music in the mid-80s. Right. Yeah, I remember him speaking in front of Congress and mm-hmm. stuff. And he's actually very entertaining, too. I've heard him go on some rants about other rock stars. It's pretty <laughs> oh, funny. <yeah. laughs> but uh, but yeah, Twisted Sister makes the uh, the cameo, mm-hmm. which is very cool. And there's a couple of famous vehicles in the in the Warner mm-hmm. Brothers studio lot scene. The Munsters coach right the scene at the gate yep, yep. and the original batmobile from the 60s tv show does drive through does, the, the frame mm-hmm. as well yeah it's things that like if you're not paying attention you could easily miss probably sure. but but they're there and again we're talking about paying homage to movies where he's going through that scene and he's going through the godzilla yes <laughs> it's like it's brilliant i have a name alice nunn large marge large marge <laughs> Tell him Large Marge sent, sent you. you. What a great character. It was the worst accident I'd ever seen. <laughs> and when they pulled the mangled, wrecked body from the burning wreckage, wreckage it looked like this. <laughs> the funny thing about Large Marge, she never blinks when she's telling the story. The entire time, you never see her blink. I'd heard about that, so <laughs> I watched it again. I sat there and stared at her. Yeah. And yeah, didn't see it. Now, here's a freaky thing. Mm-hmm. When that scene's over and Pee Wee goes into the diner and he says, Large Marge sent me, mm-hmm. they have the memorial mm-hmm. to her, mm-hmm. the date that she died. Uh-huh. It's my birthday. No way. Yes way. I'm going to blow your mind right now. Get ready. Okay. The date that she was born, Sue's birthday. Get the hell out of here. Not, not the year, but the date. Right. Yeah. December well, 5th. obviously not the year because yeah. I'm still alive. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> 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 that's really funny that's, i didn't know that. how do you like yeah, that that's freaky that is that's freaky. freaky so we've gone through the house now we're outside the house right where he now we were introduced to his nemesis francis francis well i just like again boy versus man in right. this whole dichotomy that is peewee here he is with this talking with Francis, and they get into this stupid argument. See, and this is where it, it's, it can be a little confusing because Francis is very boy-like as well, but he's right. clearly a man. <laughs> you know, it's Some sort of man, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're not... You could look at both of them and, and go, well, they're not kids. No, no, no. But I they're mean, playing kids. <laughs> I don't know what age they're supposed to be, yeah. but, they're, but they're clearly not kids. No. Sure, kids would fight over a bicycle. Well, and then <laughs> and the way they're doing it. Well, you're just being unreasonable. I know you are, but what am I? (laughs) 
you're being stupid. I know you are, but what am I? <laughs> and then the two of them are just back, back and, and forth. forth. I know you are, but what am I? I know you are, but what am I? And then Pee Wee, being you know the adult, stops it by saying, Infinity! <laughs> How very adult of you. I don't make monkeys. I just I train just them. I just train them. I love that the I know you are, but what am I uh-huh. comes back later in the movie with the James Brolin and Morgan oh Fairchild. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> so funny. Yes. So funny. <laughs> that drive-in theater, by the way, is the same drive-in movie theater that was in Greece. Okay. I think it was used for most movies, that right. particular um, mm-hmm. theater. Closed in 1993 mm. and demolished in 1998. Oh. Wah, wah, wah. So the movie inside of the movie about Pee-wee's life never gets made and is never shown at that drive-in if his bike never gets stolen. And of course, right away, Pee-wee thinks it's his arch nemesis, Francis, who's the thief. So he goes to Francis's house. It's great to too. <laughs> he bangs on the door and he says, oh, the, and the servant says that you know, he's, he's not available his, right now. He's having his bath. Having his bath. And Pee-wee's like, oh, where are they hosing him down? <laughs> And did you recognize the the guy that answers the door, the servant? I recognize him. Among other things, he was Sub-Zero in the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, The Running Man. Okay. I mean, he's very familiar. Yeah, he's like one of those, again, a character actor that is, yeah. he's always like a bad guy, obviously. Right. And then when Pee-wee gets into the house and he gets into the room, yeah. the bathroom, he locks the door yeah. and he's like, go ahead, scream your head off. No one's going to hear you for miles. Yeah. It's like, you're in his bathroom. Yeah. Of course people are going to hear I love that tub, by the way. That's a swimming pool. I know, That's but no it's no tub. I know, but it's just funny. And then he's like playing like Godzilla or whatever. He's like, yeah, he's right. army guy. Yeah, and he's eating the army <laughs> so guy. Funny. Well, another thing I like when early on when he goes at the beginning of the movie, he goes to town. What is he doing for a living? That in the middle of the day he can go. I read something online, and you know, yes. if you read it online, it's got to be true. true that he makes money selling Rube Goldberg. Machines. That's exactly. I read the same thing, okay. but I. Can't picture. I wish they said something in the movie. I think this is another one of those things that you have to kind of like not think about when you're watching this because in what universe would this guy even exist? No, exactly. (laughs) And we're worried about how he earns a living. Well, you know what? I'm just that way. Yeah. Well, I that's figured the thing. Yeah. He just I mean, got an inheritance and I was okay. Yeah, with that's it. true. He Could just inherited and boom. Off yeah, let's we go. say that. Let's say that. I just, yeah. <laughs> because the idea of him actually having a job where he's more successful than me really <laughs> hurts me. Yeah. It <laughs> really hurts. Yeah. And Definitely. so he goes in the bike shop mm-hmm. and that's where we finally get to wait, meet. Wait, wait. Let's not let's not Skipping? let's not jump ahead to the bike shop just yet. We have to talk about the magic shop first. The magic he goes, shop. He goes yes, to the yes. magic shop. Magic first. shop first. That's right. Mario's Mario's magic shop. Yeah. I always thought it was kind of interesting the woman that's kind of browsing at the magic shop. Right. That Pee-wee looks at with the x-ray specs. Again, a man and child at the same time. I know, but but before he picks up the specs, they keep showing her. And she's kind of just standing there. And you're, you're going, is something going to happen with her? Yeah. <laughs> what's what's yeah. going on? Are we going to see some... Boobage? <laughs> <laughs> there it is, folks. <laughs> we, we uh, in case you haven't listened to the other podcasts that I've done with Eric... There have been a couple of other podcasts that Eric and I have done together, and in each of them, Eric has that, said the word boobage yes. at some point. And I said, I threw down the gauntlet, we are going to make it our mission to every time we do a podcast to say the word boobage. So 
There it is, folks. Even in this movie where there's absolutely not even a hint no. of boobage. No. And you said it. That's well, even yeah. better. Well, That's you, even better. You provoked me. <laughs> anyway. Mind meld. So, um, you know, he's showing Pee Wee all the different gags and stuff. Right. I'm thinking they just wanted to show her so they could do the X-ray specs gag. Maybe. I guess. It was just kind of weird the way it was set up. But, yeah. but then Mario shows them all the different heads. Yes, yes. So this is something I didn't know. The largest head that he shows Pee-wee is supposed to be Aleister Crowley, who is the inspiration for the Ozzy Osbourne song, Mr. Crowley. Really? Yeah. See, I read something different. I read... About Aleister Crowley? No, it was oh. a different person oh. who, like in the late 1800s, was a very deep, dark magician okay. and like soothsayer and tried to do seances and all kinds of and stuff like that. And that's who the head's And that's who the head is. The head looked a lot like it. And I just thought, well, that makes sense because it's a, a magic shop. That makes a little bit more sense than Aleister Crowley. Aleister Crowley yeah. was known to be into the occult. Jimmy Page bought his mansion and it was supposed to be haunted. And oh. There's like all kinds of folklore <laughs> about him. Hey, you know what? I got to mention Ozzy Osbourne in a podcast so about Pee Wee Herman. So, right. so it's all good. With that. It's all good. It's a, everything ties together. That's that, right. Just showing the diversity of Ozzy Pee-wee. Osbourne and Twisted Sister. <laughs> Both mentioned. And Pee Wee Herman. And Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> and Boobage. All right. So let's move on to the bike shop. This is yeah. when we meet Dottie. And she's so cute and very sweet. I'm not going anywhere with this. I'm okay. just saying. Just, you're just uh, admiring but, Dottie. That's fine. Right. And I'm a lunar Dottie. A rebel. <laughs> a rebel. Actually, that whole um, center of town there, that little mall or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, You got beautiful. your Woolworths, the little rides that you put the dime or the quarter in, like the horse. Oh, yeah. And, right. Like that used to be in front of supermarkets when yeah, we were kids. Yeah. And, um, well, I liked the, the monkey, the moving monkey that was outside the yeah, magic yeah. shop. Yeah, Although and then, that of course, the clown weird. that he ties his bike to. Did the clown's face change? Yes. That yes. was weird. The clown's face is a happy clown when he yeah. hooks the bike up to it. But then when the bike is stolen and the chain links are all over the ground, yeah, yeah. it's like an evil clown now. Okay, yeah. I thought so. Yeah. When he's chaining up yeah. his bike, yeah. at one point, you can see the chain being pulled up through the bottom of right. the box. Somebody's feeding it? The side compartment that he's pulling it out of. Right. The bottom is cut off. Oh, okay. And so you, you can, can see, see it. Yeah. <laughs> I was funny. just like, eh, I didn't want to see that. Yeah. The other thing, too, that I think is weird is that here he has this bike that means the world to him, and he's wrapping a chain all around it. That would scratch the shit out of exactly. the paint. Exactly. And not, yeah. not just damaging it, right. but then there's only like two links around the clown. <laughs> it's like... Yeah. Well, that's snip, snip. Right. And I got your bike and a whole bunch of free chains. <laughs> <laughs> so I could take that chain and get it, go to the recycle center, make a few I know, bucks. I know. We're doing it again. We're analyzing, analyzing Pee Wee Herman. Pee Wee Herman. Yeah. All, All right. right. Let's Sorry. stop that. Let's stop that. Bad. I really like when he's on his road trip mm-hmm. and he gets to that roadside diner that's got the, um, the Simonas in there and, mm-hmm. the, and the dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. A lot of really fun, you know, one-liners in there. Yeah. Uh, Let's talk about your big butt, Simone. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's got a big butt. Let's talk about your big butt. <laughs> Simone. Those dinosaurs are an actual tourist attraction. Mm-hmm. Wheel Inn Restaurant. in uh, It's in California near Palm Springs in Cabazon. Cabazon. Yeah. That sounds very cool. But uh, and, and the guy that played her boyfriend. Andy. 
Holy cow. That was big. What man. a big, scary dude that yeah. was. Yeah. And good thing he could not run. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man, he had white man's disease really <laughs> bad. No, I think he had gigantic man's disease. <laughs> pretty big. It Trying was. to move that body is probably not easy <laughs> when you're that big. And the other interesting thing about Pee-wee's house that we didn't mention earlier, yeah. it was actually filmed about a half mile from the Caro's restaurant as Big Jeff's restaurant, where Sarah Connor worked in The Terminator. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, also in the house, he gets on the scale. Mm-hmm. And how much does he weigh? 98 pounds. <laughs> 98 pound weekly. He's a legitimate 98 pound weekly. Yeah, yeah, completely. <laughs> right after his uh, bike gets stolen mm-hmm. and he calls all the people downstairs mm-hmm. into his basement. Yes, and, you know, task force. Here he is getting, you know, again, he's going over the top, but it's a for real thing. Right. You know? And um, Well, for him, this is like the president being missing. Yeah. You know, it's it's huge. Yeah. So, but and then just the fact all these people show up is like, mm-hmm. wow, Pee Wee actually he's really loved. Yeah, he's popular. <laughs> he's, yeah, absolutely. I I don't know if I would have been friends with Pee Wee. <laughs> well, again, it is a movie, a very silly movie. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Sorry, all right. Let's get to the climax of the movie. Yes, uh, <laughs> climax. <laughs> when uh, you know they decide to make the movie within a movie about Pee Wee's yeah. adventure. Mm-hmm. James Brolin, of course, is P.W. Herman. And that's a great gag, too, when he played, when Pee Wee right. is the, the bellhop at the, the desk. The mm-hmm. And he, you know, he does the fake voice and he looks around first. That was hilarious. Beijing, Mr. Herman, you yeah. have a telephone call at the front <laughs> desk. But when he, when he, t- he does like two quick takes to the camera. Yeah. For mm-hmm. whatever, it's really funny. That's yeah. great. And then, you know, the motorcycle is the bike and yeah. the, they the, fight ninjas. <laughs> right. They're fighting ninjas. It's, yeah. It's fantastic. But he, uh, she calls him P.W. That's right. Name's Herman. P.W. P.W. Herman. (laughs) (laughs) He's James Bond. But then everything that goes on with all, like everybody that's been in the movie on this journey with Pee Wee. Right. The BMX kids, Mickey. The hobos. The hobos. That's right. And then, of course, you know, Francis tries to sit on the bike and the seat goes up and launches him into outer space. Right. (laughs) Right. And how cool. Yeah, cool. With that, and Phil Hartman, you know, we get to see Phil Hartman. Yeah, Phil Hartman as the news reporter. The reporter there. Just a lot of fun. This is a great movie. If you're tired, you had a rough week, and you just want to take your brain out Mm -hmm. of commission for an hour and a half or whatever it is, and just have fun. This is a great movie. And not have to worry about thinking, yeah, if you want to analyze something, don't do this Don't watch this, You'll make yourself nuts. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's just, and it's really sweet, like I said, at the ending where everybody's there mm-hmm. watching the movie. And the great line at the end of the movie when she says, don't you want to watch don't the movie? Don't you want to see the rest of the movie? Yeah. I don't have I, to see it, Dottie. I lived it. That's <laughs> <laughs> great. Awesome. I lived it. I lived it. So funny. Eric, thanks for joining me for another jam-packed episode of Screen Facts oh, with Jason Davis. It was so much fun. I'm sure if you're listening to this right now, you have something that you would like to add to this. And if you do, you can hit us up on Facebook. Remember, it's facebook.com slash screenfacts. You can leave your comments there. You can tweet me at Jason Davis Voice. And you can also send an email if you have any comments to screenfacts at yahoo.com. Thank you for listening. Again, Eric, thanks for coming in. Also, thanks to our friends at WickedRadioNetwork.com, where you can always stream the most recent episode of Screen Facts with Jason Davis. Thanks to our friend Kim, who does the announcing for the show. You can hear more from her at KYMSVoice.com. Screen Facts with Jason Davis is a production of Jason Davis VoiceOver. Visit JasonDavisVoice.com if you need a voice for a commercial, narration, promo, internet video, e-learning or training program, and more. 
Click on the podcast page to get information about where you can download and listen to past episodes. Listen again next Wednesday for a new episode of Screen Facts with Jason Davis.